confidence. It is important to live with confidence. And we need to cultivate that confidence within us. We need to build it because it affects every aspect of our lives. You know, the living with confidence and living without confidence makes huge, radically uh, are different. Uh, the, the quality of life will be different. When you have confidence uh, within you, you can deal with uh, the life challenges that you face in your life much better. Even the most difficult challenges uh, will not intimidate you and bring you down. You will dare to tackle them, challenge them even. But when you live without confidence, you become timid. Fear paralyzes you. Fear takes over you. You don't want to face your challenges. You want to avoid your problems as much as possible. You just hope that your problems disappear just like that. But you don't do anything about them. You just wish that they, uh, uh, you live a kind of problem-free life. When challenges come at you, the first thing you think about is running away from them rather than facing up to them. So having uh, confidence in life and having no confidence in life, they make so much difference in your life. Confidence is a belief that you can do it. You can do it. It is a belief that you can do it. It is inner conviction. And that was what Jesus taught us. A father once came to Jesus because he had a challenging son. He, won, he wanted his son to be healed. He first took him to his, this, Jesus' disciples, but they could not heal him. So they came to Jesus to heal him. And this is what Father said. If you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Kind of weak, timid request. If you are able to do anything. And this is what Jesus said. If you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. All things can be done for those who believe. That is tremendous confidence. You can see the inner conviction that Jesus had within himself. And often this is how confident people see their lives. They see their lives thinking that I can do all things. They have, they have that kind of attitude towards their life. All things can be done. They have very positive attitude towards their life. Even though their life is difficult, they do not, they, the, that difficulties do not really bring them down. They look at them and they say, all things can be done. I can do all things. That's how confident people live. 
Look at St. Paul. What did he say? He said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Very positive, confident attitude, you see. Jesus and St. Paul, they were both very confident people. And they were the ones who established the foundation of Christianity. Their teachings were found, uh, uh, their teaching was the foundation of Christianity. And the Christianity is based on and founded upon this incredible faith that we can do all things. We are founded on this incredible faith that we can do all things. Jesus, Paul, and their disciples were not even intimidated by death. That's what they showed, how confident they were. The question is, where does this confidence come from? Where does this confidence come from? Let us look at today's passage. This particular piece was written for the Israelites who were exiled in Babylon. Isaiah was basically saying to them, your time of captivity was over. You know, the Israelites, they uh, were taken into Babylonian captivity because they believed that they committed sins against God. So it was almost like a punishment of God for them to uh, had to, uh, to have to go to uh, Babylonian captivity. And now God is telling them through Isaiah, I want you to bring, I want to bring you home. In chapter 49, he expressed in this way, can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. You see a very feminine image of God. God was portrayed as a mother who would never forget her child. God forgave them and embraced them. God wanted to bring them home. And in today, the particular piece that we read today is the third servant song of Isaiah. There are four servant songs in Isaiah, in second Isaiah. And this is the third one. And we don't know exactly who this servant was. It's kind of mysterious figure. I, we don't know whether it's a single person or a collective identity of Israel. We don't know, but this kind of uh, mysterious uh, servant uh, uh, preaches four times in second Isaiah. And this is what the servant said. He who vindicates me is near, who will contend with me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. That is the reason for confidence. This servant showed the kind of confidence Jesus and Paul had. They strong, they all strongly believed that God was with them and nothing could take away the confidence they had. Let me read it again, the whole uh, passage there. 
The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near, who will contend with me. Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? If God is for me, who is against me? That is a basis for your confidence. Or if God is for me, what is against me? No challenges and no problems could defeat the servant, he said. A very firm understanding of God and his relationship with God. This is exactly the reason for us to have confidence. This truth that God is for us. And this truth gives us the confidence. And this truth sets us free and gives us the confidence. This confidence does not come from our ability or from us. It is not about how we feel about ourselves. It is not about psychological confidence. It is a spiritual confidence. It is confidence not because your life is going well, not because you do everything well, not because you're capable, not because you're better than other people, not because you are specially gifted. It's not that kind of confidence. It is confidence that God has validated you. God has validated you. Who will fight against you? Who can invalidate you? That is kind of confidence. It is God who recognizes me. It is God who embraced me. It is God who accepted me. That is a source of confidence. And that confidence is much stronger than the confidence that comes from your own ability or your own belief about yourself. This confidence that comes from the confidence that, that comes from your own ability, you cannot sustain it when things are not going well, when you fall and fail. This confidence is not possible when we start doubting about our own ability. I mean, when we do well, we're fine. You can have confidence, yes. Of course, who doesn't have confidence when you do well? When you dwell, you can have confidence. But that is not enough because in life, not always we do well. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we fail. That's what life is. We cannot always be well. But when you're down, then you, lose, you live with no confidence. You lose all your confidence. No, when, you're, when you fall, when you're down, can you still have confidence? And I believe that we can still have confidence. The kind, kind of confidence Jesus and Paul had was that kind of confidence. Their confidence was not because of them. Their confidence was in spite of them. That is true confidence. The confidence not because of me, but in spite of me. Life is bigger than us. Therefore, a lot of times, challenges are bigger than ourselves. Not everything depends on us and our abilities. We need faith that hopes against hope. That gives you the confidence. 
the servant, Jesus, and St. Paul. Their confidence came from the awareness that they were connected to power bigger than themselves. They had confidence not in themselves, but beyond themselves. And that's what confident people do. They do not stop where their own abilities come to a limit. They do not stop there. They go beyond themselves. They push themselves. You know, St. Paul actually said the almost same thing as uh, what his servant said in his letter to Romans. This is what he said. If God is for us, who is against us? If God is for us, who is against us? Exactly the same as what the servant said. And then he went on. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. He connected the servant's, uh, servant's idea and connected that with Jesus' resurrection. If God is for us, then who's against us? He discovered God who embraced him, accepted him, and approved him. What gives us the confidence is discovery of oneself whom God forgave, accepted, and approved. When you find the self that is totally accepted by God, then from that point on, you can have confidence that no one can take away. It comes from the realization of God's love for us. That's why Paul continued. Right after saying that, he continued his uh, logic or his argument about love. This is what he said. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. That's our confidence. It is a confidence not in, not, <clears throat> not in himself, but in God and God's love. And he said nothing in the world can separate us from the love of God. And it beautifully said this, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we have this kind of confidence, we can be more than conquerors. We can take any challenges in life. The world can be cold and indifferent. We experience that. Don't expect too much from the world. Don't expect too much from people. People can be also quite selfish and people can be quite cruel. And a lot of times they are indifferent because they're very self-centered. 
We all experience that in our life. And the servant also experienced that. The same thing. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. Important thing is that even that insult, spitting, and everything that people did to him, that did not take away confidence from this servant. He didn't react. He didn't get angry. He didn't retaliate. He just let them be. He was still confident, even in persecution. Even at the cross, Jesus was confident. This is so similar to our Lord Jesus in the final stage of his life. That's why early Christians connected the servant with Jesus. And they quoted this passage quite a bit, talking about Jesus' suffering. Jesus was also humiliated, insulted, condemned, and crucified on the cross. But nothing could take away the confidence Jesus had. Jesus was not wavered. His confidence was not wavering confidence. Nothing could conquer, conquer him. He knew this truth, that God was for me. Who can be against me? Every morning, we need to listen to this truth. God is for us. Who or what can be against me? What can bring charge against me? And begin a day with this confidence. Otherwise, it's dangerous. As soon as you step out of your door, you, you won't know what kind of challenges will come at you. If you're not prepared, if you're not ready, they will crush you. They will take away confidence from you. When we don't prepare ourselves in the morning, we may be trampled by these challenges. They will conquer us. They will make our lives very difficult. They will destroy us. And ultimately, they will take away the confidence we have. Before you begin a day, first find this confidence in God. And this confidence will hold you tight. Then you don't need to react to every situation. You can keep calm confidence. And in this quiet confidence, you will know what to do. When you lose confidence, your life will be shaky. You will get easily annoyed. You will worry over small problems. You will be scared of suffering. And the suffering comes, you will run away. But when you have confidence, then you can have love. You can fight the injustice. Only people who have confidence can love. You don't have to worry about what others think of you. You can dare to be different. You can live out your calling. You can even challenge 
your life. Today is Passion Sunday, but at the same time, it is Palm Sunday. Palm branches symbolize the victory and triumph in Greek world, not just for Christians, not just for Jewish people, but in the Greek world, the palm trees represented that victory. On Palm Sunday, we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Jesus suffered, but he conquered. Jesus suffered, but he conquered. He actually conquered through suffering. He suffered, but the suffering could not take away his confidence. Jesus was confident enough to take up the cross. He was strong enough even to forgive people who crucified him on the cross. If we have confidence Jesus had, you can conquer your life. You can be triumphant. You can overcome your own suffering and even death. When I read Jesus' life, the message flows out of his life. That is, suffering could not destroy him. Rather, suffering served him and brought life to us. Don't begin your day without preparation. First, make sure that you remind yourself this truth. God is for you. What will be against you? And have confidence. No challenge in the world can defeat you. Challenge your life. Start the day with faith. Start the day with prayer. Your day will be different. Live with confidence. Your life will change. And that confidence is not about you. It is confidence about God who is for you. Let us sing together.